Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Thursday, May 11th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have a new U.S. News and World Report law school ranking. The Biden administration's pollution plan seems lackluster. George Santos is going nowhere. Florida targets teachers union and a bankruptcy proceeding stops the Phoenix Suns from courting new broadcast partners. Let's set our phasers to fun and have a blast with today's legal news. Ah, man, I should have used that on May 4th. U.S. News & World Report has released its new law school rankings after a boycott by nearly one-third of law schools and a three-week delay due to data problems. Changes in the methodology of the publication led to notable shifts among elite law schools and significant movement among many schools further down on the list. The changes increased the weight of employment outcomes and bar passage rates and reduced the weight of the law school admission test scores and undergraduate grade point averages. U.S. News defended its rankings as vital sources of information for prospective students. The final rankings show Stanford Law School and Yale Law Schools tied at the number one spot, with the University of Chicago School of Law holding steady at number three. The year's rankings shakeup was most apparent outside the elite schools, with 62 law schools seeing their ranks increase or decrease by double digits this year compared with 27 schools last year. Drexel University Thomas R. Klein School of Law saw the single largest increase, moving up 40 spots to number 89, and Florida International University College of Law was next with an increase of 38 spots to land number 60. The Biden administration's plan to cut carbon dioxide emissions from power plants aims to require the nation's coal plants and the largest gas-fired units to cut nearly all of their emissions. However, the proposed limits would apply to less than 20% of U.S. natural gas-based power generation capacity, and utilities would have over a decade to comply with greenhouse gas caps. Some industry groups are warning the plan could force power plants to adopt costly technologies that aren't economically or technically feasible, while environmental advocates say it doesn't go far enough and too many gas-fired plants are exempt. The EPA proposal, which aims to be finalized in 2024, would inevitably face legal and political challenges. Some Republican attorneys general who successfully battled an earlier Obama administration plan in court are expected to mount similar challenges. The foundation of the plan is the EPA's determination that for many power plants, the, quote, best system of emission reduction is carbon capture technology, which is barely in commercial use at the sites today. Coal power plants could keep operating through 2040 as long as they substituted natural gas for 40% of their fuel. The EPA predicts that the industry's demand for natural gas would fall 36.8% during the same time frame. The plan would increase electricity prices by 0.24% in 2035, while unlocking up to $85 billion in climate and public health benefits through 2042. The requirements would keep as much as 617 million metric tons of carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere through 2042, according to the government's projections. New York Congressman George Santos, if that is indeed his real name, will continue serving despite facing criminal fraud and money laundering charges. There's no law or rule stopping him from staying in Congress. Santos entered a plea of not guilty to all 13 counts in the indictment against him. If he is found guilty, Speaker Kevin McCarthy has indicated he would ask him to resign, but I wouldn't count on it. Any member of the House can offer a privileged resolution to expel a colleague, but in the past, lawmakers have waited until after their accused colleagues had their day in court. Santos has introduced 11 bills and co-sponsored 82 in his time in Congress. He has filed paperwork to raise money for a re-election bid, and his campaign raised just $5,333 in this year's first quarter. If he quits, there would be a special election if there's a vacancy before July 1st, 2024, and Governor Kathy Hochul would call it. For reference, New York's 3rd Congressional District backed President Joe Biden in the 2020 election by 8 percentage points. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and teachers unions are in a legal dispute over a new law that places certain restrictions on teachers unions. 
Before the law, unions could collect dues directly from teacher paychecks, but now that is prohibited. The Florida Education Association believes the law violates their First Amendment rights, while DeSantis argues it is in the best interest of teachers. The law also requires unions to notify teachers of membership costs, prohibits unions from using government resources to deduct union dues directly from employee paychecks, and requires unions to be made up of at least 60% of eligible employees who pay dues. If they can't hit the new benchmark, unions would have to be recertified as bargaining agents. The FEA says the law is unfairly applied because it exempts unions representing law enforcement, corrections officers, and firefighters. How strange. The suit names Donald Rubottom, the chair of the Florida Public Employees Relations Commission, as a defendant, as well as Commissioners Jeff Aaron and Michael Sasso. The lawsuit is ultimately asking the courts to keep the defendants from implementing and enforcing provisions of the law, which is SB 256. And finally, a U.S. bankruptcy judge has blocked the NBA's Phoenix Suns from proceeding with a TV and streaming rights deal with Gray Television and Kizwe, as it violated the rights of its current broadcast partner, Diamond Sports Group. The bankrupt subsidiary of Sinclair Broadcast Group holds the contractual right to negotiate a contract extension, which the Suns' new TV deal interfered with, according to U.S. bankruptcy law. The Suns' lawyers had argued that the team's previous deal with Diamond Sports Group had expired. Phoenix Suns CEO Josh Bartlestein has said the team would work towards a, quote, fair resolution that benefits its fans, community, and players. The financial terms of the Phoenix Suns' contract with Diamond Sports and Gray TV were not disclosed in bankruptcy court. Diamond broadcasts games for nearly half of all teams in the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the National Hockey League. Diamond filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in March. And with that, thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, you can find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Andrew and my co-host Gina is at Gina. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are not those of the hosts and do not represent those of any organization we may be affiliated with. Nothing here should be construed as legal advice, because it isn't. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in the story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is available at minimumcomp.com and wherever you get your finely crafted podcasts. We'll see you back here tomorrow, and until then, ponder. Why do we see so many pigeons, but never a pigeon nest or baby pigeons? Where are these birds living? <laughs>